Today on Locked on A's, we're doing stock up and stock down. Which player stock is rising? Which player stock is falling, according to me? And then also, I'm going to tell you why the Boston Red Sox are not a good trading partner for Sean Murphy. Well, for the A's in regards to Sean Murphy, let's get into it. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on A's, stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 498 of the Locked on A's podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, Luis Medina's stock is going one way, uh, Dermis Garcia's stock is going another way, and also the Red Sox are not good trading partners for Sean Murphy. Uh, I'm talking about all of that today, but before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked on A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, so go to YouTube, subscribe to our channel over there, comment and like and do things uh, that you do on YouTube, and also make sure to follow us on social media, at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Also make sure to go check out Inside the A's. It is a, a, a site that I'm running, and it's an affiliation with Sports Illustrated. It's a great site, I gotta say. Good content going up over there, so follow us on Twitter at Inside the A's for that one as well, so you never miss an article. Um, yeah, I guess let's get into the episode now that we did all of those things real fast. <laughs> I'm having a monster energy drink currently, so I'm going to talk real, real fast. All right, stock up. Uh, I don't have music or like a fancy intro for this. I'm just going to give you information quickly. So stock up. I'm going Luis Medina stock up on this one. And this could be changed, actually, uh, depending on how many options he actually has remaining. Uh, Fangraphs, uh, the roster resource page on Fangraphs says he has one. But I have read multiple times, I believe. And I believe that uh, Melissa Lockard actually said that he only ha he has zero. Uh, so... Um, I don't, I don't know how many options he actually has, but Melissa Lockard seems to be more plugged into how the A's operate and whatnot. So I'm, I'm operating under the assumption that he has zero options remaining, which means he has to be on the, the big league roster on opening day or be subjected to waivers. So there's that. Um, so with that being in mind, I think that his stock is up because he's probably going to be on the opening day roster because he has lots of talent. Uh, if you don't know who Luis Medina is, he was acquired uh, one of several guys, four guys, in fact. Uh, at two of them have already made their major league debuts, but um, in Ken Waldachuk and JP Sears. But let me know how we uh, let me tell you how we acquired all those guys, and that was the Frankie Montas slash Lou Trevino deal with the Yankees at the trade deadline. Luis Medina was one of those, uh, hey, let, let's take a flyer on this guy who's going to be out of options and also uh, needs to be in the majors very soon. Um, so the Yankees didn't have room for him. The A's did, and he he wasn't great when he went to Midland. Uh, he, what, what was his walk rate? 9.6 per nine uh, walks per nine, and that was, that was a lot of walks that he had for the Midland Rockhounds, so... Uh, control, not a great thing, but he does have talents. I, I will say he has lots of talents because uh, he can throw 100 plus. He sits 96 to 99 as a starting pitcher. A starting pitcher that throws 96 to 99, I, I like that. The A's don't have 
many of those in their history, so sign me up for Luis Medina. Uh, if he is on the opening day roster, he's probably going to be used out of the bullpen, which means he's probably going to be thrown closer to like 97 to 100 or so. He can also bring it all the way up to 103. Uh, he's done it in the past. I don't know if he's going to. I don't know if you necessarily want a guy to just go out there and do that all the time, but hey, he's got that in his back pocket. Um, he also has a legit curveball, which MLB Pipeline said is actually some Somewhat more effective than his fastball when it's on. Just when it's on, his curveball is really good. So he has two plus pitches. I think they rated his uh, fastball as a 75 on the 20 to 80 scale and his curveball as a 65. But those are two very good pitches. And uh, bullpen arms, they need two pitches. And so Luis Medina might be a very interesting guy to keep an eye on. Uh, but Right now, obviously, because he's pitching in the Dominican Winter League, but also uh, going into opening day because, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be a good time, I think. I think Luis Medina, if he doesn't get back into the rotation in the future, and obviously if he doesn't get optioned or, you know, not optioned, but, you know, subjected to waivers, um, he, he's probably going to be with the A's for a while now. And if he sticks in the bullpen for years to come he's he's got closer potential and like shut down closer potential so watch out for Luis Medina stock up on Luis Medina <laughs> on Luis Medina stock um but let's talk about that walk rate a little bit because that's going to be the thing that really determines what his career path is like in the major leagues with the Oakland A's. Um, as I said before, he had 9.6 walks per nine with Midland. It was only in 20 and two-thirds innings pitch, so it wasn't a huge sample size, but um, he, he's been known for losing some control uh, on, on the mound uh, now and again with his pitches. Not, you know, ah, I need to punch something, but, you know, with his pitches. Um, but in the Dominican Winter League, uh, he has 19 innings pitched, which is very comparable to what he did in Midland. And his walk rate, again, Dominican Winter League, not double A, but uh, it is, he, his walk rate is 4.7 per nine, which is uh, roughly almost exactly half of what it was in double A. So, hey, hopefully things are getting better. Um, it's also the lowest walk rate that he's had at most of the stops that he's had in the minor leagues. So hopefully it is an improvement that he's been working on and uh, not necessarily just like, hey, he's playing in the Dominican Winter League and uh, the quality of competition isn't up to double A. Hopefully that's not the case. Also, he's going to have to make a jump from double A to the majors to stick with the A's. So we'll, we'll see what happens there, but he's going to be a bullpen option. He's got a fastball that can hit 100 fairly easily, apparently. Uh, and he also has a hammer of a curveball. I'm very excited to watch him pitch a little bit more, uh, both in spring training and also, uh, you know, when he's on the A's opening day roster. Um, but I think that he has the tools there to have success initially, at least initially, if not for a, a while there, uh, out of the A's bullpen come opening day in 2023. I'm excited about Luis Medina, and I want to know what he can do, and uh, hopefully he turns it around, and, you know, we talked about him in the last episode, but Mike McCarthy, his new bullpen coach, oh boy, I am, I am sure that he is just licking his chops. He's like, I want to talk to Luis Medina about how to make him better, and this might be his big project, is getting Luis Medina to... You know, throw strikes more often or, you know, work in the zone more often or get closer pitches or something uh, because he, he's got potential. He's got huge potential. If the A's can unlock that, then uh, they easily win the Frankie Montas trade because they already got Ken Waldachuk, who's potentially, I mean, you heard uh, my guest Lindsey Crosby last week. He said uh, that Ken Waldachuk 
probably get some Rookie of the Year love next year. And then J.P. Sears, who was very solid for the A's. Uh, he had some some hiccups here and there, but he, he could be a, a solid fourth or fifth starter. Easy. Easy. So I'm very excited to see uh, what the A's do here. And then there's also Cooper Bowman. Uh, let's not forget about Cooper Bowman, who was also in that deal and hit a home run in his first game with the A's, I believe. Uh, he didn't do much else, but he did hit that one home run, and it made it look really good. But uh, that is the... Well, that's the Frankie Montas trade in a nutshell. But Luis Medina is going to be the linchpin for this trade right now. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does in 2023. So stock up on Luis Medina stock. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about stock down. And, you know, I already mentioned who it's going to be. So uh, Dormis Garcia stock down, not because I've changed my opinion on him, but things around him seem to have been changing. So we're going to talk about that coming up in just one sec. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all over at BetOnline.net. The USA men's team is playing the Nederlands uh, at 6 a.m., uh, Oakland time on Saturday, so I don't know that I'm going to be awake for that, but hey, maybe my son will not have a, a restful night, and I'll get to watch that game. We'll see, but if you have a, a good feeling, if if Polizic is going to be, uh, if he's going to be playing, put some money on the game. I don't know. Do, do what you feel is best, and if you love sports podcasts, and I'm guessing you do because you're listening to one currently, you can find all of those over at betonline.net as well. They've got the fastest and easiest way for you to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because BetOnline is where the game starts, my friends. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Uh, we're, we're pushing. We're, we're up to like 530-something subscribers. That is awesome. Uh, and because I haven't been making content on YouTube for a terribly long time. So thank you to everybody who has subscribed. Uh, not, not to throw shade at the actual Oakland A's, but uh, my, my videos get more views than theirs do, so oops. Uh, go, go subscribe and go check out what all the hubbub is about to, to my channel. The A's, they'll be fine. They, they're owned by a billionaire. I'm trying to make ends meet. <laughs> uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media at LockedOnA's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. And also check out Inside the A's on Twitter. Uh, it's an A's site where you can get more A's news and analysis on a daily basis. So if the podcast isn't enough for you, go get more of the JB over at Inside the A's. Uh, did I just refer to myself as the JB? That's... I'm canceled. But I'm done. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Cut my mic. Um, before I get into stock down, I do want to say that uh, currently the host of Locked On Cardinals, JD, who we did a crossover talking about trading Sean Murphy and all that stuff uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, he is in my DMs like hard. He's like, can can I give you Mason Wynn right now and I can have Sean Murphy? And I'm like, sure, just give me Mason Wynn. I said that I'd tell Ken Rosenthal that it was an agreed upon deal, but he went from, I don't know if we want to give up Mason Wynn to, oh my God, can I please have Sean Murphy like every day really fast. And I think, I think it's really funny. And, uh, I, I, I 
go check out Lock on Cardinals. Their feed is hilarious. It's all like uh, thirst emojis over Sean Murphy, like on a daily basis. Uh, so go go check out Locked On Cardinals if you want to hear a team actually want Sean Murphy because uh, the Oakland A's apparently do not. They want to trade him real bad. And we're going to talk about uh, another team that wants him, uh, the Boston Red Sox, in the next segment. But, but right now we're talking about a current Oakland A, and uh, he might not be for longer, and that's why his stock is down, and that is Dermis Garcia. And I'm not saying that he's getting traded. He's not. He's, he's going to be in the A's system. Um, but I don't know that he's going to be on the opening day roster. I'm very excited about Dermis Garcia. I like Dermis Garcia a lot. He is arguably one of my favorite players on the entire team, and he might not be on the opening day roster. Um, but he has legit power. That's what I want to start with. He has legitimate power. Um, he hit some long, long home runs, and that made me happy because last season uh, was not great. So those made those brought me joy and brought me hope for the future. Uh, and he also gives the A's some needed thump because it, it was him and uh, Seth Brown and also Sean Murphy. But Sean Murphy's probably getting traded. So uh, it was Seth Brown and Dermis Garcia for 2023. But Seth Brown might also get traded. So it's Dermis Garcia for 2023, and he might not be on the opening day roster. We will see. Uh, and the, the reason I'm saying this is nothing has changed, like at all, uh, in terms of who he is. He, but he did strike out 44% of the time. And that was something that uh, he was going to have to address this this winter. And I'm not saying that he's going to definitely be starting in the minors. He has to make some changes to stay in the majors. And that's why his stock is down currently, because he struck out 44% of the time. That's a lot of percent of the time. I did an entire uh, segment, I believe, just a few weeks ago about how he needs to get that down to like 29% to make him feasible for the current Oakland days. Uh, because that's what uh, Chris Davis had at his peak was 29.9, I believe. And so he needs to get to 29.9 to stay with the A's and uh, also hit dingers more frequently because he also hit like just over 200 with like a 260 on base. So he has to work on some of those things. And the reason that his stock is down mostly is because he has three options remaining. So the A's can actually just start him off in Las Vegas and be fine. Um and just play somebody else at first base and bring in somebody like, I don't know, like a Kevin Crone and see what he can do. Um, also, Seth Brown is another option at first base if he's still around. Jonah Bride, another guy that could play first base. Um, there's other guys on the free agent market or, you know, potential trade pieces or guys that you could bring in. I, I believe uh, it was Jesus Aguilar. I, I think it was him. Uh, but there, there's some first basemen on the on the open market that the A's could definitely go swoop in on, uh, give, you know, a couple of million dollars due to, and then hopefully trade at the trade deadline. And then hopefully by that time, like Dermis Garcia has uh, stopped striking out entirely and is also on pace to hit like 100 home runs. And then you could call him back up. Um, so that that is one way to go about uh, things. And I think that that would be a good way for the A's to go get somebody who's still on the free agent market who's not going to cost a whole bunch because, you know, they're they're past their prime or they haven't done it yet. And you hopefully like unlock a little bit of them and then make them uh, a, a trade candidate at the trade deadline. And I think that that's probably something that the A's can do without missing like a whole bunch of the Dermis Garcia show because um, you know, they, they need prospects still. They, they honestly do. Uh, speaking of prospects, next week is the winter meetings and the draft lottery is happening on Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. on MLB Network. Very excited about that. Uh, I will definitely be writing about that immediately for Inside the A's, so keep an eye out over there. And then I'll be talking about it on the next episode of Locked on A's as well. 
But uh, sticking with Dermis Garcia here, uh, he has three options left. And that's, so that's like the good and the bad news is he still has time to develop. The A's don't have to give him up. But it's also bad news because uh, they, they, they can just send him down easily. It's not like uh, Luis Medina, who is potentially out of options. I think he's out of options. Uh, where he has to be on the team or else he could be on another team entirely or in another system entirely. Um, you know, I, I already mentioned Seth Brown, Jonah Bride, Kevin Crone. Those are all guys that could be first baseman. Uh, and... There's also the fact that the A's keep signing guys that uh, also play the outfield. Uh, currently, they got Brent Rooker, who is on the 40-man roster. They claimed him off of waivers from the Royals. Uh, he, he could be good. Maybe he's good with the A's. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Trenton Brooks, who is not on the roster. He's an on-roster guy currently, but he was interesting as well. There's also Connor Capable. Uh, Christian Pache is going to be on the roster because he's out of options, and has a lot of talent. He's going to be on the roster. What, whether or not he gets a lot of playing time, that's debatable, but he's going to be on the roster. You also got Ramon Laureano, who's still on the team. And, you know, we'll, we'll see if he's still on the team or not. Um, and we'll also, same thing with Seth Brown. Maybe he gets traded. Uh, but Cal Stevenson, Cody Thomas, those are all guys that are outfielders on the 40-man roster. Obviously, not all of them are going to be in the major leagues. Uh, some of them can be down in AAA. That's, that's fine. But... With that many outfield options, that could push Seth Brown over to first base if you want to have some of those guys up at the major league system, so uh, or at the major league roster and all that. So that's uh, that's most of why stock down. But the other part of that is uh, the A's or the A's have made some signings. They brought some guys down off of waivers. They, the guys that they've been bringing in all strike out roughly 20% of the time or less. There, there's been a couple of guys that are like at 24%, but uh, there, there's not a lot of like huge strikeout guys. Yanni Hernandez, not a big strikeout guy. Um, th there's been a few others, but there's been so many that I've, <laughs> I've forgotten all of their names already. Uh, Off-season funk, it's a good time. But um, yeah, everybody's striking out a lot less. That seems to be the direction that the A's are going in, and 44% is high just in general, but... Uh, that is, that's really high for a guy that has three options remaining. So I think that that is why his stock is down in my eyes is they, they don't necessarily need to have him on the opening day roster uh, while they could just bring somebody else in and just do whatever. Or bring it, bring in Joey Gallo, who's proven and probably has some trade value. Uh, bring him in, throw him at first base, screw his arm, uh, his, his immaculate golden arm, throw him at first base. He'll be fine. <laughs> Don't do that, Ace. Don't 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 make him play right field. He can throw so many guys out, and that's another thing that brings me joy. Uh, actually, that that makes him better than Dermis Garcia in my eyes because I I like guys that get uh, thrown out on the bases, and I like really long home runs. So that's Joey Gallo in a nutshell for you guys. I really big Joey Gallo fan over here, and also uh, if the A's signed him, it would make Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers very upset because he really wants. Joey Gallo to resign with the Rangers, and why not just make Bryce cry? That's really what I'm going for, is I want Bryce to be like, hey, how's Joey doing? Like, every day. Um, so that's kind of why I want Joey Gallo on the Oakland A's. But coming up, I'm going to be talking about why the Boston Red Sox are a bad trading partner for the services of Sean Murphy. We're doing that here in just a second. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you're enjoying the show and you've made it this far, please leave us a five-star review on your platform of choice. If you're on YouTube, uh, comment, or if you haven't subscribed, subscribe, or give us a thumbs up. Do one of those things, because uh, th those also help, uh, like the algorithm. Algorithms are weird. I don't know. I don't know who Algorithm was, but uh, 
That's a weird thing to name after yourself. Anyway, that was a terrible joke. Uh, cut my mic again. I I'm going to start doing that every segment. It's just saying something awful. Not like offensive, just stupid. Like algorithm. Anyways, um, <laughs> follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Also follow uh, Inside the A's over at Twitter and on Facebook if you want to. But let's talk about the stupid Red Sox being awful trading partners for, with the Oakland A's for the services of Sean Murphy. Um, I wrote about this over at Inside the A's, and I was because the Red Sox had been rumored to be suitors for the the services of Sean Murphy, and I was like. I mean, let's let's piece together what a trade would look like. So I used baseballtradevalues.com uh, and was trying to piece together something. And I was like, well, you got to start off with either Tristan Casas, who is one of their top prospects. Uh, he's a first baseman. He's 22 years old. He's he's solid. He's kind of like Andrew Vaughn or Jonathan Aranda, who we've talked about, kind of in that mold. He's he's a solid first baseman. Got some pop. He's he's good. He'd, he'd have to be the centerpiece. Him or Brian Bello, uh, who is a starting pitcher. He's 24 years old. 23 years old, I'm sorry, 23 years old. Uh, he throws gas. He he had like a 4.97 ERA in his first stint in the major leagues last year. But uh, he's solid. He's also probably going to be the Red Sox like number three starter next year. So I don't know that either of those guys is going to be available uh, in a trade. So if, if they're not available, then why trade with them? That's point number one. But I, I kept putting together this trade, and then I, I landed on Miguel Blyer. I'm going to say Blyer. Uh, he's 18 years old, hasn't played above rookie ball yet, but he's got plus tools across the board. He's also the number 59 prospect in all of baseball, according to Fangraphs. So he's got a lot of talent. He's still young, which means he's got a lot of ways that the A's could mess him up. Uh, I, every time the A's trade for like a young guy, I think Frank Lombretto, I'm like, oh, that didn't pan out. Dang it. Um, so he, he's a young guy. He's got lots of tools. He could be really good. He plays a very smooth center field. He's got, you know, excellent bat speed, plus raw power, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it, he'd be nice, but he's not like a sure thing by any stretch because the A's have traded for Frank Lombretto in the past. Uh, and then the, the third piece in this deal, because you got to follow the major league guy, the guy in the lower minors who would be Blyce or, and then a guy that's in the, the upper minors, you know, double A, triple A, somewhere in there. And that last guy would be David Hamilton, who is 25 years old. That's where the 25 came in. Uh, he's probably going to be a second baseman because his arm is kind of fringy. So uh, I think he's been playing shortstop, but fringy arm, throw him at second base. Why not? Uh, and th his main thing is he stole 70 bases last year, and he stole 52 the year before that. And uh, he, he can steal bases real good. And it's not because he's, like, like blazing fast. He's got, like, good speed, but it's instinct. And I, I like that in that. That felt like an Oakland A to me. I mean, maybe they don't need to trade uh, Sean Murphy to the a or to Boston to go get David Hamilton because I like David Hamilton. I'd like him, but I don't necessarily want to give up Sean Murphy to get him um, because that speed feels like he should be in green and gold and wearing white cleats and just being coached by Ricky Henderson, honestly. So uh, I want David Henderson. I don't The other guys, I don't know that they would be available to the A's for a Sean Murphy trade because I don't know where the Red Sox think they are in their competitive cycle because J.D. Martinez, free agent. He's been, you know, one of their better hitters for a while. Uh, Xander Bogarts, who is one of their cornerstone players again, uh, he, he's also a free agent, and I don't think he's going back. Uh, they, I mean, they've got Trevor Story, so that's something. And then they, 
who else do they have? Uh, they got Verdugo. They got Kike Hernandez. They've got some guys, but I, there's a lot of question marks on that team, especially in that division where the Orioles are also pretty good and the, the Rays pretty good and the Jays pretty solid. And the, the Yankees might actually stink because they might be giving up Aaron Judge, but we'll see. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, quick callback. I said that I didn't care about Aaron Judge hitting 62 home runs because home runs are dead to me because every steroids ruined them and I don't care anymore. Um, but I said that I, I could care in retrospect if the Yankees ended up not re-signing him. And by the day, I get more, more hopeful that the Yankees will in fact not re-sign Aaron Judge. And maybe this is 62 home runs is the greatest number that has ever been hit in the history of baseball. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep you guys updated on that one. But uh, back to the Red Sox real quick. I, I think that with not knowing where the Red Sox view themselves in their competitive window, I know that Sean Murphy has three years of team control left. I know that. But are the Red Sox that close? And if they have to give up one of their better starting pitchers, their youngest good one, at, le at the very least, and Brian Bello, who is the guy that I would lean for, or lean towards uh, between him and Casas. Um, if they had to give up one of those guys and then also an 18-year-old uh, who has some solid tools, and then also David Hamilton, obviously, um, if they had to give up those guys, would they be closer to winning? Or would, would, are they trying to like stockpile their, their prospect base right now? And, uh, you know, try and build up a little bit. I don't know. But I don't think that the Red Sox are a good fit for Sean Murphy. I mean, they'd be a fine fit. They'd be a fine fit for Sean Murphy. There we go. Uh, but I I don't think that they're a good fit for the Oakland A's as a trading partner for Sean Murphy. So that is my reasoning is I, I, I just don't think that the Red Sox are going to come to the table and offer that extra piece like I think that the, the Cardinals would or even the Rays would. Uh, the White Sox, maybe, but the, the, the White Sox don't have a lot of farm system to deal from. So they're, they're, they're a little iffy on that on that regard as well. So I think that the Cardinals and the Rays would be my two preferred personally preferred uh, trading partners. I have not done an analysis of the, the Guardian system yet, but... I'm going to do that soon. So uh, they, they may just vault to the top of the list. Um, also, just real quick, JD, uh, he, he messaged me and was like, hey, so where does Mason Wynn fit with like some of the guys that uh, have been offered by the other hosts? Like, is he like near the top or like what's going on? He's good. He's good, JD. He's fine. I, I like Mason Wynn a lot, but getting all these other offers, man, I got to I got to you're crowding me, JD. Also, I, I text him every day and I'm like, uh, so can I get Mason Wynn yet? Or like, I've commented on his videos on YouTube when he's talking about getting other catchers. I'm like, or you could just trade Mason Wynn to Oakland now. So I, I'm not representing this correctly. <laughs> it has been mutual. It has been fun. Uh, it is what we do at Lockdown. We'd like to have fun with each other. But uh, this is how I get through off seasons is... Hey, uh, you hope my player? Let's have some fun, you guys. Let, let's have a good time. But that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much again for making Locked On as your first listen of the day. For your second listen today, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So wherever you're listening to this or watching this, uh, go find the Locked on Sports Today podcast because it is fantastic and Peter Bukowski is handsome. Uh, how handsome? Go, go to YouTube and find out. I mean, really, go to YouTube and find out. He's, whew, 
<laughs> Very handsome man. <laughs> but uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Also, make sure to check out Inside the A's. It's just InsideTheA's.com or Inside the A's on Twitter. Give us a follow over there. But that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. And I will talk with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.